You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today, we're excited to bring you an excerpt from Pastor Louis Giglio's new book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. This excerpt focuses on renewing your mind with God's Word and gives you seven truths you can live by. Chapter 6, Freedom Revolution. Imagine hiking in a swampy area and the going is tough and you're all alone. You keep a watchful eye out for predators, but you don't notice that you've suddenly strayed into some sandy-looking terrain. The ground feels spongy for one step. Two, suddenly it gives way. You're up to your knees in quicksand. It's wet, shifting, and you're stuck and you're slowly going down. You shout out for help, but no one's around. You fight to free yourself, but you can't reach any handholds to lift yourself up. You struggle and you flail against the wet sand, but you're soon up to your thighs and you're slowly continuing to sink. You're trapped, definitely panicking now. An hour goes by, another hour, still another. The sun is scorching hot overhead. You vow not to give up, but you're growing exhausted. The harder you fight, the more the quicksand weighs you down. You heard somewhere that struggling only makes you sink faster, so you try to be still, but it's against all your instincts. You flounder, grasp for anything. The grit of the murky sand chafes against your skin. You're past your waist now, your body firmly wedged in the trap. Another hour goes by. Another. You're down past your chest. You barely have the energy to kick anymore. You can hardly move. Well, here's a startling fact about quicksand. Due to the physics of shifting sand and weight distribution, the grains of sand that trap you almost always jam up and bind together before you sink too far. It's a phenomenon called force chain. And unlike what you see in the movies, you won't be suddenly sucked in over your head. In the real world, you can sink a long way down, particularly if you struggle. And you definitely can die in quicksand. Yet people seldom die from sinking and suffocating, as you might think. Instead, they die from exhaustion, from the effects of desperation and exposure. They die because they wear themselves out trying to escape. When it comes to fighting sin, the same can be true. Many of us are floundering in poor choices. For years, we've battled against the spiral of sin and temptation as though it were quicksand, but it keeps sucking us down. We keep struggling, but we can't seem to climb onto solid ground. In desperation, we panic or lapse into spiritual exhaustion. It seems no matter what we try, we can't free ourselves. And it feels like we've reached the point where we can't fight anymore. We're an inch from giving up. But guess what? You do not need to be swallowed in the quicksand of sin. Surrounded, clothed, secure, new. 
You have victory in Christ. This is not mere preacher talk or church rhetoric. Jesus has already won. He's seated in the place of victory at the right hand of God. When eternity unfolds, Jesus won't return to earth to fight sin again. He'll return as the ultimate victor because Jesus has already won the victory over sin. You have access to this victory too. You are freed from sin's quicksand by living in your new identity. Sin, temptation, and a poor thought life don't need to hold you down. The power to live freely comes from your close association with Christ and His victory. To be clear, our battle isn't won because the pressure lifts from our lives or because our circumstances change. We've seen this all along in our study of Psalm 23, 4, and 5. We will still walk through dark valleys throughout our entire lives. We will still sit at a table that's surrounded by enemies. The battle isn't won because the pressure lets up. No, the battle is won because of who walks with us through the dark valleys and who sits at the table with us when we're surrounded by troubles. What does it mean to be associated with Christ and his victory? Let's unpack this concept. 2 Corinthians 5 says we are, quote, in Christ and we are a new creation. And Galatians says we are clothed with Christ. It means that Jesus makes us brand new and we're completely enfolded by the righteousness of Christ. Colossians talks about how our lives are hidden with Christ. Imagine a hidden room in a house or a hidden pocket inside a coat. When something is hidden, it's both concealed and secure. Our brand new righteousness isn't fleeting. It's protected and safe. Train your mind and heart to believe that you are a new creation. Your righteousness is safe because of Christ. And there's more. Ephesians 2.6 says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. That means we are united with Christ in victory. Since Christ was brought up from the grave, we are brought up together with him also. We are that closely connected with Christ. Whatever Jesus has won, we have won also. God Almighty took on the form of a human who took the full weight of the world's sin on the cross. Jesus suffered and died and was raised to life again. That is what has won the battle. That's why 1 Corinthians 15 says, Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Train your mind and your heart to see yourself as victorious in Christ. When temptations threaten us, we first become free by changing our perspectives. Instead of floundering in the quicksand of sin and temptation for the rest of our lives, we change how we think. We take responsibility for what happens in our minds. And we say, I am in Christ and Christ is in me. I'm a brand new creation. Christ is the victor 
and I can adopt a mindset that sees me walking in all the victory Jesus has won for me. Your new mindset tells you that God is faithful. You remind yourself of this truth. You remind yourself and remind yourself again. That constant reminding begins to change the old patterns that led you to defeat. Sin is not the end of the story anymore. Your faithful God promised a way out of temptation. True to his promise, he provides the way out so you can and will escape this temptation. You can walk through dark valleys, and you can sit in the presence of your enemies with a different way of thinking about what God has for you. In fact, 1 John 5 says, Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. How do you refuse the enemy a seat at your table? You must start from this place of identity. You remind yourself that Jesus has already won your struggle. And because you were joined with him, something powerful has already happened. Whatever he has won, you have won. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. Since Christ has victory, you have access to that victory right now. You're not fighting the battle of sin in your own strength. You're tapping into the huge, all-powerful engine of God's resurrection power. This is that engine for change we hinted at earlier. Maybe that sounds like a lot of theological rhetoric to get your mind around, but it really isn't complicated. It boils down to God's faithfulness. Let's look again at 1 Corinthians 10. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure. It's that straightforward. Think about the verse again. God is faithful. When you rely on him, he will provide a way out. Saint, your name goes here. Let's reinforce the application. Whenever you face temptation, it's like you're staring at a big closed door. The door is unlocked and on the other side of the door is sin, some sort of harmful living. Many believers stare at that big door and don't think they have any power to keep the door shut. They believe they must open the door marked temptation and walk through it. They don't feel like they have a choice. Part of the reason for this faulty thinking is because we have flawed identity theology present in today's church. Here's the big revelation. We're not simply sinners saved by grace. We must change this distorted thinking. We're not simply beggars helping other beggars find bread. This may be the starting point, but this is not the whole story, and it's not our true identity if we are in Christ. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. If today was helpful for you, don't forget you can go and grab a copy of Pastor Louis Giglio's new book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table, 
at passionresources.com.